Welcome in to our weekly ACT or Dynasty podcast. I know we took a week off. Hope everybody had a good holiday. Uh, hope everybody ate plenty of food, watched plenty of college and NFL football. We had a bunch of great games. One very bad game, but we're not going to talk about it. But let's get to it. Let's do the Week 12 rundown here of our Fantasy League and how things are going we might have the upset of the year. Jay Schwinn, we have the meets, 120 points, takes down title chase Aaron Mernon and Steven, who score 108 points. We have the meets, were carried by Chris Godwin and Amon Ross St. Brown, who both put up 23 points, and Kyler Murray, who puts up 26 points, to lead the formerly 3-8 and eight meets past the second team in the league. Jay Schwinn accomplished this major upset all without all with feeling the loss of Travis Etienne, who's having a great bounce back here, but he got injured in this game. It does not look good. Title Chase was without the namesake Jamar Chase, who missed another week, and he's missing his top two tight ends, but that's no excuse. Title Chase should have got this job done. That loss drops him to eight and four with a chance of missing out on the number two seed because Risky Business Cyrus, 130.76 points, beats Bodzi, Jim, the bus boys, who put up 113 points. This is a battle of seven and four teams that could be a playoff preview. Um, Jalen Hurts smashed on Sunday Night Football with 30 points. Justin Jefferson is him, 24 points. Rookie Rashad White is taking over in Tampa Bay. He had 15.4 points. All this was done while Tyler Higby put up a goose egg for Risky Business, which may or may not have led to some trades. We'll talk more about that a little bit later. On the other side, the Red Hot Bus Boys were without stud Justin Fields uh, at quarterback, who, let's be honest, has fueled their ascension. Um, and they possibly made the worst decision of the year by putting in Russell Wilson over Daniel Jones. Now, it may not be the biggest in point differential in terms of the worst start-sit decision, but the move is inexcusable. Don't give me the Cowboys defense is so good, so I can't start Daniel Jones bullshit either. Russell Wilson, like I said earlier in this year on a pod with Aaron and Lowey, is cooked. He's done in the NFL. Out of here. I wouldn't trade a fourth-round draft pick for Russell Wilson. At least Russell Wilson, though, did have a touchdown this week in his eight-point performance. He might the restroom counter, which I hope you're following along. Some guy on uh, TikTok is recording videos every week to see how many weeks it takes Russell Wilson to throw as many touchdowns as him and Sierra have in their home of uh, how many rooms they have, how many bathrooms they have. Um, he has eight touchdowns this year, but 12 bathrooms in their home. So uh, bathroom still with a pretty solid lead. We'll see uh, if he can catch up by the end of the year. Um, oh, Austin Eckler is awesome though. He had another 20 point game for Bodzi and Jim. He's running back one. Uh, I once again have to reiterate because I'm a good husband and I will admit when I'm wrong. I did tell my wife to draft Najee at 1-5 and a redraft and not Eckler. I'm wrong. Okay, moving on. So I got that weekly mandatory punishment out of the way um other things i was wrong about was silver bullets making a run out of last place they squeak out a win 90.6 points to 86.7 over the boards bros to pull in to four and eight a low scoring slog was expected with these two teams but i did not expect a team led by brian robinson to win a game i was told somewhere i can't really remember I'm trying to think it's just in my brain somewhere that someone was telling me recently that Brian Robinson sucks. I can't remember. It was certainly not somebody that would lose to we have the meets. I don't know. Can't remember who said it. But anywho, Brian Robinson puts up 19.5 points and has a nice big hat, which is something I'm sure the haters would bring up like they bring up 50 Cent. 
nice win for the Silver Bullets and a good loss for the Bortz Bros, who are creating a messy situation at 4-8 and eight now with that loss. Speaking of 4-8, and eight, the guy who said three weeks ago that I might backdoor my way into the playoffs was clearly not right in his mind. Um, I don't know who said, yeah, that was me. I said that. That was completely wrong. What type of idiot doesn't see a roster with four injuries to huge contributors and more defenses than running backs and thinks they can get to the playoffs? So predictably, I put up the fewest points this week in the league with 79 against Lee's whopping 139.5. Lee gets back in the winning ways behind the wide receiver core. Um, he had 20 points from Higgins, 16 from D-Hop, and 18 from DJ Moore, who now has a quarterback better than a jugs machine. That's the upgrade he got going from Baker to Sam Darnold. On that note, Sam Darnold did have 16.8 points in his debut, including the best rushing touchdown you'll see all year, maybe this decade. Look it up right now if you haven't. It's really a mixture of Gale Sayers' smoothness and Barry Sanders' insane edge work and cutting. Um, absolutely beautiful touchdown, one for the history books. Um, Justin Herbert was 36% of my scoring. That's not good. Anyway, we all need to take a second and talk about Christian, who put up by far the most points of the week, with a stunning 157.56 points behind trade acquisition in running back two on the year Josh Jacobs. Jacobs had a stunning 45-point performance, including a game-ending 86-yard touchdown run in overtime to give the Raiders a W. Absolute bomb of a day. That comes on top of a nice day for Dalton Schultz who has shown he could be a tight end in limited runs before, and he put up another nice performance again today. Could this be one of those bursts in a tight end desert that we are in fantasy? It would be a game changer for the now 6-6 six and six seamen to have one of the top tight ends in the league. Uh, Lindsay does what she hopes to do, which is secure a higher pick in the loss to Cyrus. Finally, Lowey and the Immigrants put up 126 points, but squeeze out a tighter than expected W over Tim and the Crab Boilers. Uh, Lowey's now 12 and O has secured the number one seed with the W and Aaron's loss. Tim falls to four and eight, which if you've been paying close attention is a common number in the league as half the league is four and eight. That's insane. That's bonkers. Here's the order with the points for that is obviously the tiebreaker right now. All these teams are four and eight. We had that number seven silver bullets. Alex coming out of nowhere was last place in the league for a long time. Now has two wins in a row and is in seventh in the league because he has 1,270 points for on the year. 1,270. And eight is Dr. Spichemin. That's me. I have 1,242. So uh, just under 30 points behind Alex for seventh place. Tim, the Crab Boilers, is in ninth. He has 1,219.9 points. So 22 points behind me. He's in ninth. Below average, the Bortz Bros have 1,181 points, so um, about a 30-point drop, or sorry, 40-point drop there to 10th. Then another big drop, we have the Meats is sitting at 1,159 points at 11th place. And then finally in last place, Lindsay, Megan, the TDs, by far in last place, 1,066 points, not that much. The fight for the ACT is insane, and I'm a little nervous. Next week, we have a matchup uh, four and eight teams. Uh, two of them, actually. We have the Meats and the Silver Bullets are taking on each other, and then myself and Tim. So there will be at least two 4-9 and nine teams, and possibly a third. We'll get more to that later in our season, or our Week 13 preview. Back to the standings. Like I said, Lowy has the top spot locked up. Aaron has a top three seed locked up, as he has the division clinched, but the Tropical Treasures division is where it gets interesting. Bodzi and Jim, the busboys, are 7-5. and five. But Christian is 6-6 six and six in charging, and there's only 20-point differential between the two of them. 
They both have more than Lee, though, as well, who's also 7-5 and five fighting for a playoff spot, fighting for seeding. Busboys and Seaman face off next week in a huge matchup, and Lee faces the undefeated immigrants, so things are about to get interesting in that battle for the final playoff seeds. All right, this was our trade deadline week. I uh, wanted to recap. Not a ton of action. I was expecting a little bit more. I uh, thought we would see a little bit more shakeup with a very delineated bottom of the standings and very delineated top of the standings. But anyways, here's a quick recap, and the theme is tight ends. Um, Aaron got one in Tyler Conklin from the TDs, Lindsay and Megan, who had uh, who get a 2025 third-round pick in return for Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin's tight end 13 on the year, but... Tight end four and five are done for the remainder of the year. So essentially tight end one for a 25 third in a short run to the playoff in the short run up to the playoffs and a possible title chase for Aaron. You know, he's always out there looking for trade partners. Cyrus traded for Dallas Goddard and a tight end move with the Bortz Bros who in return get Marquise Brown, who was wide receiver five on the season when he went out with an injury in week six. Um, and they also grab a 2024 fifth round pick in exchange for Dallas Goddard, which means now it's going to be harder to eliminate those picks via rule changes off season. Thank you very much, guys. It's very annoying. Uh, appreciate you putting that fifth in that deal, Cyrus. Um, this deal though is not going to help out this year as Dallas Goddard is out for the remainder of the year now. Um, not ideal. Uh, he's a good young piece, so he'll be there going forward for Cyrus. But Cyrus then, almost at the end of the Monday Night Football game, just under the trade line line, traded Geno Smith, who was quarterback seven on the year, very impressive, uh, f- to me for Dawson Knox in a 2023 third-round draft pick. That is my 23 third-round draft pick. So he does get some tight end help there with Dawson Knox. Alrighty, guys, week 13 preview. As alluded to earlier, there is one huge matchup between Seaman Christian, who are six and six, taking on Bus Boys, that's Bodzi and Jim, or who are seven and five. The Seaman would essentially be eliminated with a loss, and Bodzi and Jim would clinch a spot as well as take the burden off Lee, who's sweating it out there at seven and five. Um, this is a huge matchup. Justin Fields' health is a big question as the Bus Boys would probably be forced to start Russell Wilson again as they have not shown an ability to get off the cooking train of Russell Wilson. That has been very bad, so his health is a big concern. Fields might play, might not. No buys for either team, but Josh Jacobs is also dinged up for Christian. This is the most important matchup of the week. Bar none might be the most important matchup left in the season. Another big one, Lee stands as the only real chance to end the villain, Lowey, in the immigrants' perfect season. Unfortunately for Lee and the rest of the league who do not want to see Lowey go undefeated, the Maniacs will be without D-Hop and DJ Moore, who are on a bye week. Lowey's looking good on all fronts and should have a sizable lead after Josh Allen throws for 38,000 yards against the Patriots on Thursday night football. The two 4-8 clashes that we alluded to earlier, we have the Meats versus the Silver Bullets. And then Crab Boilers versus Doctors Spachemin. It'll likely be Tim or and myself's last chance to win as we play Lowey in to end the year. So it was looking like two losses. So Tim and I, this is probably our last chance to get a W. This is going to be a big one for us. Silver Bullets are in the same boat as well as they play Aaron in Week 13. So this is probably their last chance to get a win. But we have the Meats has the Bortz Bros in week 14, so they have two games that they could possibly win. Speaking of the Bortz Bros, they will be the second team in as many weeks to upset Aaron. 
maybe going for the big upset could be a disastrous end of the year for Aaron if that happens. Sports Bros versus Title Chase in another Week 13 matchup. Finally, Cyrus, which had a huge win last week, gets the TDs in a spot which they can cons- uh, essentially secure a playoff spot with a win. Cyrus and Reed, risky business, looking to secure a playoff spot in a Week 13 matchup with the TDs. All right, guys, that's a quick hitter for you. No interview this week. It's uh, it's money making season in my time uh, in my business. I'm pretty busy at work, so hopefully, just be getting these uh, quick hitters out to you. Also, want to do a college football regular season recap here pretty soon. Get some of those devies updated. You know, I like college football more than the pros, so would love to get that to you soon. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode and have a great rest of your week.